This is Morning Breath, your drive-time devotion sure to jumpstart your day. Hosted by Pastor Dan Stahlbaum. Morning Breath starts now. Good morning, good afternoon. This is Pastor Dan from East Coast Christian Center and Morning Breath. We've got some things to say to make sure we get out some good information right now. Everybody knows the circumstance with COVID-19, the coronavirus, the, all the travel bans and cancellations, and many people are wondering how it might affect their lives and, and even their church. And we're praying for all the churches out there. We're on your side. We're believing with you. I don't care which church you go out. We are the body of Christ, and it's time for us to stand up and act like it. Here at East Coast Christian Center, as you can imagine, all your campus pastors, all the co-lead pastors, Matt and I, our wives, everybody on the ministry team, everybody on staff, we've been working hard. Things have been changing almost daily, and it's a, it's a wild thing that we're dealing with here. The schools have been closed. I've just heard now they're going to stay closed till April 15th. Um, our Vieira campus is in a school, so it is obviously closed. Uh, President Trump recommended gatherings be kept to 10 and under. The CDC recommends 50 or less. So we felt it wise and uh, to honor our leaders and change the way we do church for a couple of weeks. We're still doing church, but we'll be doing it differently than we've we've done before maybe uh, for the next two weeks. And uh, we're going to adjust as the situation changes. We're not going to be doing physical services at any of our Brevard locations, but we will be doing church. And we've pulled out all the stops. We're going to be doing a special online church event. You won't want to miss it. And uh, when you see what we're doing, I believe you're going to love it because we are the body of Christ. Uh, We believe God turns what the enemy means uh, for evil into good. And so in this worship service, uh, we can't cancel the Holy Spirit. We, we're not going to cancel God. Uh, we're not a church that shrinks back. And you know, we don't cancel church. I, we've done church in hurricanes and power outages and f- freezing temperatures and all that stuff that goes on. Uh, but we're going to go for it. So here's what we need you to do. Those of you that are East Coast and maybe you're listening and you don't have a home church, we need you to set aside time on Saturday night for a normal 5.30 service, which you can watch online uh, at, at eccc.us, or you can go on our app, get an East Coast app, and watch there, or you can listen to on WMIE 91.5, uh, FM, you can listen to the Saturday night service, 5.30. Or you can go Sunday morning and listen. Now, remember, as we're doing this, we understand you're going to be doing this with your family. So we are crafting the service to fit, fit uh, some some attention spans, fit your family. And uh, we're going to have a service at 8 a.m., 9 a.m., 10 a.m., 11 a.m., and 12 noon on Sunday. We're going to be broadcasting the service. And if we if we're doing that, and we are, why not invite everybody? We invite the whole stinking world to this service. Uh, everybody can't fit in our building, but a lot of people can join us online. So share this information with your friends. Put it up on your feed on Facebook that, hey, join me at church at 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, and put the link down and send that out. And then when this is done uh, and we have a service, then put that on your feed and send it out on social media. I believe that we can reach 10, 20,000 people could join us at East Coast Christian Center virtually this weekend. 
this is a tough time. People are afraid. They need hope. They need, they need something solid. And there are, there are people, neighbors and friends out there that need the hope that we have. They need to see the peace of God that passes all understanding. They need to know that in a changing world, we serve a God who changes not. I am God. I, I change not. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. And so how long we've got to do this, we don't know. Stay in the loop. We might have to change something. We'll put that up on our Facebook page. Uh, If you want to give, you can do it online. Last year, we gave 39% of every dollar to outreach missions and reaching souls. And we believe that the laws of giving and receiving, sowing and reaping work in spite of COVID-19. And so we, a lot of our people give online already, but other churches don't have maybe as much giving online. Don't forget your home church to minister there. And so you can do that online. Uh, hit, hit the giving link on our website, and we understand that. Also, we're in a building program. And we just want you to know we're releasing everybody uh, to make godly financial decisions concerning the VR campus build right now. It's, we don't want anybody to feel any pressure. If, I mean, if you know you're giving and going to do that, you can, but make sure that's the Lord and you're doing what he wants. We don't want you pressured here. The truth is about you and about me. No evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling, for he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. Psalms 91, 10 and 11. Now, just in closing this thought out, we are also going to be trying to launch a love the one game plan for everybody to love your neighbor. And so Stay tuned and look at our, our webpage and our, our Facebook page, and we'll keep you up to date on that. Man, we love you guys. We, we appreciate you. We're praying for you. Now, we're going to get into the Word and join our Morning Breath team. Hey, good morning, everybody. It is Pastor Christian, and I'm so excited to be joining you today for Morning Breath, Tuesday, March 24th, as we go through Nehemiah 11. Just a couple of points for you to note of how to stay connected. This is the same as every week, but even more so right now, is the easiest way to stay in touch is through our app. It's called the East Coast app. You can find it on any of your devices or where you're searching for apps, and it's going to be a blue background with a white cross on there. You can get a recording of our morning breath messages, the previous ones. You'll get a devotion guide so you can follow along with future recordings. And really, I'd say it's one of the best ways to stay in touch with what we're doing as a church. The other ways is you can follow along on the website, on our podcast, and I want to encourage you to be able to stay in touch with the online church. As Pastor Dan has already said, we'll be doing special broadcast services for our weekends through the online church, so stay in touch with that. Now, this is something that's kind of exciting is because Nehemiah 11 is such an an amazing chapter with so many names in here is we're going to equip some help. We're going to call in some help from an expert reader through the Version Bible app. And if you don't use this, this is the best app on your phone. It's the Bible app. It will read it to you. And we're going to be doing it today out of the NLT listening to it as it plays along for us. It's going to be really good. So here we go. Read, sir. Chapter 11. The people occupy Jerusalem. 
The leaders of the people were living in Jerusalem, the holy city. A tenth of the people from the other towns of Judah and Benjamin were chosen by sacred lots to live there too, while the rest stayed where they were. And the people commended everyone who volunteered to resettle in Jerusalem. Here is a list of the names of the provincial officials who came to live in Jerusalem. Most of the people, priests, Levites, temple servants, and descendants of Solomon's servants, continued to live in their own homes in the various towns of Judah. But some of the people from Judah and Benjamin resettled in Jerusalem. From the tribe of Judah, Athiah, son of Uzziah, son of Zechariah, son of Amariah, son of Shephatiah, son of Mahalalel, of the family of Perez. Also Maaseah, son of Barak, son of Colhoza, son of Hezeah, son of Hedeah, son of Joyerib, son of Zechariah, of the family of Shelah. There were 468 descendants of Perez who lived in Jerusalem, all outstanding men. From the tribe of Benjamin, Salu, son of Meshulam, son of Joed, son of Pedeah, son of Koleah, son of Maaseah, son of Ithiel, son of Jesheah. After him were Gebei and Salai, and a total of 928 relatives. Their chief officer was Joel, son of Zikri, who was assisted by Judah, son of Hasanuah, second in command over the city. From the priests, Judeah, son of Joyerib, Jachin, and Sireah, son of Hilkiah, son of Meshulam, son of Zadok, son of Mireath, son of Ahitub, the supervisor of the temple of God. Also 822 of their associates who worked at the temple. Also Adaiah, son of Jeroham, son of Peleliah, son of Amzai, son of Zechariah, son of Pashur, son of Melchijah, along with 242 of his associates who were heads of their families. Also Amishai, son of Azarel, son of Azai, son of Meshillamoth, son of Immer, and 128 of his outstanding associates. Their chief officer was Abdiel, son of Hagadolam. From the Levites, Shemaiah, son of Hashub, son of Azrakim, son of Hashabiah, son of Bunai. Also Shabbatai and Jazabad, who were in charge of the work outside the temple of God. Also Mataniah, son of Micah, son of Zabdi, a descendant of Asaph, who led in thanksgiving and prayer. Also Bakbakiah, who was Mataniah's assistant, and Abda, son of Shemua, son of Galal, son of Jeduthun. In all, there were 284 Levites in the holy city. From the gatekeepers, Akub, Talman, and 172 of their associates, who guarded the gates. The other priests, Levites, and the rest of the Israelites lived wherever their family inheritance was located in any of the towns of Judah. The temple servants, however, whose leaders were Zehah and Gishpah, all lived on the hill of Ophel. The chief officer of the Levites in Jerusalem was Uzai, son of Bani, son of Hashabiah, son of Mataniah, son of Micah, a descendant of Asaph, whose family served as singers at God's temple. Their daily responsibilities were carried out according to the terms of a royal command. Pethahiah, son of Meshezabel, a descendant of Zerah, son of Judah, was the royal advisor in all matters of public administration. As for the surrounding villages with their open fields, some of the people of Judah lived in Kiriath Arba with its settlements, Debon with its settlements, and Jacabzeel with its villages. They also lived in Jeshua, Molida, Bethpilat, Hazarshul, Beersheba with its settlements, Ziklag, and Makana with its settlements. They also lived in Enrimen, Zorah, Jarmuth, Zenoa, and Adullam with their surrounding villages. 
They also lived in Lachish with its nearby fields and Azekah with its surrounding villages. So the people of Judah were living all the way from Beersheba in the south to the valley of Hinnom. Some of the people of Benjamin lived at Geba, Michmash, Aijah, and Bethel with its settlements. They also lived in Anathoth, Nob, Ananiah, Hazor, Ramah, Geteum, Hadid, Zeboam, Nabalat, Lod, Ono, and the Valley of Craftsmen. Some of the Levites who lived in Judah were sent to live with the tribe of Benjamin. Amen. Well, that sounded kind of cool. He was a lot better at pronouncing those names. Absolutely. I don't even think I said pronouncing right, wow. pronouncing yeah. those names. Anyway, we need to get right into the chapter today. A lot going on. Um, as I read the chapter, there was a lot of things that really stood out to me um, in this chapter. And I know there's a lot of names, and a lot of places, and a lot of that's going on. But what you see here is you see the order, the administration, the the connection of, I see here, captains and coaches and supervisors and yeah. leaders. And, you know, uh, I see, you know, well, I like it says where it says Shabbatai and Josabad, this is verse 16, of the heads of the Levites and the overs- had the oversight of the business outside of the house of God, almost thought of, you know, outside versus inside. They've yeah. got, they've got leadership and order and people working together in really almost every category inside and outside yep. of the temple, inside and outside of the city. And so we're really looking at uh, just a huge team And what I've always found in my own life is that God always raises up leaders God always raises up teams that there's never a person who does it or there's never just a group of people doing it without someone in a leadership role. And so we see that everywhere. We could go back to God's original plan and his first institution that he ever made was was kind of church. And that was God and 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 uh, Adam. Yeah. And, of course, we had a head and a leader there being God, but then the family. And so that first institution really appears to be the family then after after the church. And even there, you've got the the dad, the mom, the children. And so there's order and leaders and adjustment there. And so we see that in everything. One of the points I want to make about all that right off the bat is – well, you know, somebody out there might be saying, yeah, you know, yeah, leader this, leader, I don't even know if I like leaders and, you know, authority kind of bugs me and all that. Well, wait a minute. Let me just stop you for a second and say, this is the truth. We are all leaders. Yeah. Everybody leads. In some capacity. And everybody follows, yeah. at least in the capacity of this side of heaven. Yeah. Um, and God's not following, but apart from God, everybody's a leader everybody's a follower, everybody's involved in this process. So it's not, don't take one side or the other, or don't, you know, be opposed to one side or the other, because the truth of the matter is we are all in this together, and we are all in these kinds of positions. Now, it's easy to criticize uh, both people who follow your leadership and leadership you are following. And I would just submit to you right now, especially in the season we're living in, let's just leave the criticism out of it yeah. because there are tons of things to criticize in the world we're at right now. Yeah. And criticism is like, to me, it's like taking bites out of. 
So when I criticize, let's say I criticized you, Pastor Kristen, but I don't generally do that to you. I would probably rather, you know, be found doing that to my wife or Nick sitting here or somebody else. And what I do when I criticize you or any leader that's serving in our government right now or any people in the CDC or anyone anywhere on this network or that network, what we're doing is we're taking a bite out of them and we're diminishing them not only in our eyes, but then we pass that on to somebody else. Absolutely. And if You're I'm criti- them. yeah, if I'm criticizing you in front of Nick, what I'm doing is I'm taking a bite at you. And so now I've lessened wow. your impact and your effect in Nick's life when, yeah. in fact, God may want to use you yeah. in Nick's life in an incredible way. And what I've done is robbed God wow. and Nick of the opportunity that God may want to use you for in his life. That's and so I, I just want to say criticism needs to go to hell. Yeah. And Where I mean, it comes you from. know, yeah, absolutely. Go right back to hell. That so, is good. That, that really ministers to me right now. I had to take some notes on that. Cause I was like, I got to tighten up on that. The thing that jumped out to me and this chapter is very rich. Never minimize the power of what God will do in the names and the locations. But God really just jumped out to me in the way that we handled this program is that guys, you can work smart, and not so hard. And so we saw an obstacle and we overcame it by using a, a tool that we have today with technology to be able to share the message and to get it out there. And here we have a trained voice actor who probably spent a lot of time reading <laughs> Nehemiah 11 with a vocal coach to be able to do this. And we were able to get the message out to you in an incredible way, rather than I trust you, Pastor Dan, a lot more than me, but some of these names are a little bit tough. And so for you out there, how you can apply this is let the right tools work. And we, as we share church this way, and as we are sharing communication, and I know people out there are like, I'm not going to get on that Facebook thing. Like it's, and I don't mean to get that voice. Excuse me (laughs) if that's the way you talk. But for the way that people can be so critical of things, hey, these are tools that we have in 2020 that can save lives. And as much as you want to criticize the bad side of social media, there's also been millions of lives saved through earthquakes and disasters because of Twitter and because of other things that don't don't throw those things out is we need to all be using all of the tools and resources that we have today on March 24th to help spread the word and to be able to bring hope and use these tools to bring hope and to bring light, not to bring destruction. You know, the Bible tells us in John 10, 10, that the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but God came to give us life and life to the fullest or life in abundance. And that's what we want for you. We want to use this vehicle of the radio to be able to get hope out there. And we want Want you to in turn to pass that on, you know, to thinking about that Philippians four thirteen whatever is true and of pure and of good report and good, and to pass that on and that's what we need to be doing here. So I love Nehemiah eleven and I love them rebuilding the wall and reoccupying and that's what we're gonna do, guys. We're gonna be reoccupying areas that have been broken down and destructed and been destroyed in new ways and with new power. But let's embrace what's happening in a powerful way. In God's viewpoint. Yeah, let me let me jump and just add on to that for a second here. Verse 19 says, Moreover, the gatekeepers, Akub, Talmon, and their brethren who kept the gates were 100 
and 72. Yeah. So we had 172 gatekeepers, and I, I don't remember how many gates were in uh, Jerusalem. I think so it's many. 12 yeah. for sure, uh, at least 12. But anyway, all these different access points were important to be gu- guarded mm-hmm. to, to keep the city safe. And I just want to talk just a moment for your access points in your life. Wow. And whether or not you're putting gatekeepers over mm. that. Now, the number one gatekeeper that I apply in my life is the Word of God. Yeah. Uh, I also have other gatekeepers in my life. My wife is a gatekeeper in my life. She helps keep me safe from certain things more yep. than other things. Uh, you guys in this room are gatekeepers yeah. because of your love and care for me and I for you that we protect one another. And, you know, if, if you saw something coming my way, I, I have all confidence, Christian, Absolutely. you'd let me know. Yeah. Uh, same thing with, with Nick sitting over here. But let's make it personal for a minute. What are the main gates that you have in your life personally as one person sitting here today, out there listening to this during this incredible, uh, uh, unprecedented sort of pandemic that's yeah. going on right now? What are your main gates that you have that you're dealing with. You got any thoughts on that? Pastor yeah, so Christian? those gates for me is going to be my my eye gates, my that, ear gates, what I'm letting in to c- my mind on. and my heart, because that's really going to be the way that they get in and either poison me or give me hope and a future and the things that God has in store. So let me add one more gate to that, because the, and they are the main ones. Eye gate, ear gate, definitely important. But the other one is your thought gate. Yeah. You know, and that might be something that's not necessarily coming from your ears or your eyes, though it got in there at some point through those avenues. Uh But now if they're in there, if you're having thoughts and you actually use the verse, Christian, as you were talking a little bit earlier about we think on those things which are pure, perfect, lovely, of good report, if there be any praise, if there be any virtue, I will think on these things. We're responsible for our thoughts. And so you've got a mind gate where your thoughts in just 10 seconds can go rampant. Oh, yeah. Can go from loving your family, loving Jesus to, oh, my God, we're all going to die type of moment. And so what do we do? We take every thought captive unto the obedience of Christ. And so what does that mean? That means I take a thought. If I have a thought that is... uh, not in line with what the Bible promises, what the Bible teaches, what the Bible talks about. I take that thought and I overwrite it mm-hmm. because that's important because your mind's kind of like it, it's kind of like a recording in there. Yeah. And I write over it with the word of God. So if I'm thinking about sickness, oh, my gosh, I just touched my face. Oh, where, where were my hands recently? Yeah. Uh, well, wait a minute. The Bible says that God will protect me from the noisome pestilence. That's yep. old King James from diseases. Yeah. Uh, the Bible says that by his stripes we were healed. The Bible says that, Psalms 91, that, you know, no evil shall befall ye, neither shall any plague come nigh your dwelling. And, hey, I get where we're at right now and and understand that you're being bombarded But if you allow yourself to be bombarded with news and all the other stuff going on and don't bombard your your thought life, your eye gate, your ear gate 
with the Word of God. And we used that tool in the beginning of the program, the version audio portion, yeah. which that was the NLT, the New Living Translation, that was read to us. You know, every night when we go to bed, my wife plugs in, and it's on our, our website, it's on our app. Uh, I'm, I'm sh- for sure it's on our app. It is. It's, on it's, website. it's the healing scriptures. Yep. And so I read, uh, I don't know, a hundred healing scriptures years ago. We put it to music and just read healing scriptures. My wife, and this was way before the COVID-19, uh, you know, pandemic outbreak of coronavirus. She would listen to that every night as we go to bed. Yep. And so we go to bed flooding our ears with verses about health and healing and where Jesus is at. Hey, we got to take a break. We'll be back in just a minute. You are listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center, Merritt Island, Vieira, and Coco. For over 30 years, CB Plumbing has been a family-owned and operated business that is dedicated and proud to serve the Brevard County community. CB Plumbing covers both drain and sewer line cleaning for commercial and residential. CB Plumbing, for all your plumbing needs. 321-783-6000. That's 321-783-6000. Customer satisfaction is their guarantee. Need a fence professionally done the first time? Hercules and Atlas Fence, owned and operated by Mike Green, has been certified since 1960. No job is too small or too big. Hercules and Atlas Fence, 321-258-9853. Or visit us online at ineedafencenow.com. For 30 years, Cabern Air Conditioning has proudly served the Space Coast area. Honest, professional, and reliable, and customer satisfaction is their top priority. Whether it's repairs, maintenance, or it's time to upgrade your old system, Cabern Air will take care of it. 321-784-0127. That's 321-784-0127. Or visit them online at cabern.com. Hi everyone, Kevin Barfield here with Barfield Contracting and Associates. We are a fully licensed and insured roofing and building contractor. We're located in Cocoa Village, but we service all of Brevard County and surrounding communities. We also offer many discounts, military, senior, we offer free estimates, and we appreciate every opportunity that we're given. We're at 454-4531, that's 454-4531, Barfield Contracting, treating you like family. God bless you. The Mezzanine Church for Young Adults. Pursuing the presence of God both locally and globally, the Mezzanine meets at East Coast Christian Center every Sunday night at 7 p.m. Call 321-452-1060, extension 133, for more information. That's 452-1060, or visit mz9.org. Welcome back to the show. This is Morning Breath. 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 All right, guys, just had this thought for you as we close out is we had talked a little bit about 
before is Philippians 4, 8 says this, Finally, brethren, whatever is true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there's any virtue, if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. And I love it saying, if there's a good report, that's what we're going to focus on. And I had mentioned earlier Philippians 4.13, which comes later, and that's the one that we all know so well. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Is This is a great thing to be able to put before your gates and your, your eyes, your ears, and your mind to focus on those good things. Is This is a chance to be able to, to love your neighbor, to be able to connect with your family and your children in a greater way. This is a chance to be able to be the hands and feet of Jesus to our world that so desperately needs to hear something better and more encouraging than just more bad news and more scary things that are out there, is that you can do it. And we hope that this program today, even in Nehemiah 11, is going to encourage you to be able to do that. So we're excited to be able to share the good news, to be able to bring hope to this lost and dying world. And we want to encourage you to do the same thing. Let's be the salt and light to the yeah, world. Guard your gates because they're important. Let in the Word of God. Let in good... Social isolation doesn't mean we can't meet. Get on there digitally. God Absolutely. bless, guys. All right, God bless. Thank you for listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center. We hope to see you at one of our locations this weekend. For additional information, such as service times, events, and more, please visit us at eccc.us. Thanks, and we hope you have a blessed day. Morning Breath.